Welcome to What Is It About the Weather, a podcast where we explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelanek, and this week, this week we're going to talk about what happens when an episode doesn't happen. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I've been distracted by the snow, and I was distracted again this weekend, and that's part of the reason this episode's a little later, and as you'll hear in the recording, it's probably not the main reason, but I got distracted with snowshoeing. Now you would think someone who loves the snow as much as I do that I would have done this before, but I hadn't. So with all the snow we've had in our area, I think I may have mentioned we went on a, I went on a hike last weekend, right? And there was a lot of snow, so much snow that it made walking through it. I mean, it's probably two, two and a half feet. It's not quite a meter, let's say three quarters of a meter. It just made it difficult and wet. So while I still got a hike in, I really wouldn't call it a meaningful hike. In any case, snowshoes acquired, went back to the same place, had to conquer that same place. But we've had more snow this week. So collectively, and I did a few sample spots where I was yesterday, the area probably has still sitting, even with some melt this week, On the order of three and a half to four feet. Yeah, three in some places, but but between three and a half and four in other places. So, meter plus for sure. A lot of snow. Snowshoes work great, though. Good distraction. Kind of fun thing to do. I got to figure it all out. The way I position my feet in the shoes, the things were smacking my shins. Not a good feeling, but I'll get all that figured out, and you don't need to be bored with it. You know, I came across another story this week as well. There was something about, you know, and I've mentioned these things, CubeSats before, right? Trying to take satellite technology and make it smaller, less expensive to get into space, into orbit. And the thought process there is pretty simple in that the cheaper they are to do and more throwaway, and I hate the, the thought of it being throwaway. I guess if they burn up in the atmosphere when they come in, it's it's less of a problem. It's better than it being space junk. But... There's a couple reasons that's good. One is you can quickly put a replacement up there. And th- this all boils down to is can you get the quality, right? Is the quality going to be good enough? And and we've got a long way to go. And I, I don't know that you'd still want to use it for every mission. But filling in, uh, NASA just completed one called, I think it was called CubeSat Radar. I'll put a, a link in the show notes if you want to read about it. But, you know, you don't think of satellite and radar. I taught a class, right? Satellite and radar meteorology, and we think of it as being two different things. Well, that's because usually you don't put a radar on a satellite, but in this case you did. And it uses similar technologies, smaller form factor, and the idea was to see if it could work, and it did. So we'll see where that technology goes. Just kind of a, a neat thing that reminded me how far technology continues to come in, in this space and how important that is, whether it's on the computer side, on the data side, on the technology, you know, gathering side, it's all critical. And it was kind of neat. So let's get to the main topic. As you can probably imagine, this isn't going to be a longer episode unless I find myself rambling, which I'm going to try not to do. Because in the end, I'm going to talk about what happens when an episode doesn't happen. And the reason I'm doing this is, you know, sometimes people think, oh, you know, all this stuff happens behind the scene. And I've talked about it before, how long an average episode takes and the work that goes into it. And it, and it is a lot of effort. But every so often, every so often, I have a topic that I think will be interesting and have a hard time finding underlying information. 
And we, we'll talk about it in the context of this week and why what I thought would be a good episode, what I really thought there might be something to it, and timely for, for where we are, turned out not to be so. So let, let's set a context, right? Last week, you know, we just experienced National Weather Persons Day. Now, it's nice that we take the time to celebrate, and I've even mentioned on the podcast before to thank your weather person. They catch a lot of flack and not enough credit, I think, too often. But, you know, we've gotten to where we do holidays for everything, right? But we're in a period right now, and this is one of the reasons I was thinking about this idea, where there's a lot of holidays going on that don't always necessarily line up. Some of them do, the others don't. One is Lunar New Year. Now it's very well known as Chinese New Year, but it's very well celebrated, I guess, to some extent throughout Asia. It's not just in China, but by far and away, Chinese New Year is probably the biggest well-known celebration of the lunar calendar. Okay, So that's one thing you got going on, and that just kicked off on the 12th. Right, you got Valentine's Day, big holiday here in the states, and now more globally. And you've got President's Day, specifically here in the U.S., which is a holiday on happens to coincide a lot of times around Valentine's Day. It's usually not that far apart, but it's a again that's more of a day off kind of holiday. Valentine's Day is more of a gift giving holiday, not necessarily a day off. And I started thinking, well, you know, what kind of influence? has weather had in holidays specifically? Because we've talked about weather and vacations, and I, and I didn't want to get in from that angle, but really about maybe what holidays we celebrate, where they fall, that sort of thing. Was there something there? And the most well-known example also happened in the last couple of weeks, which is Groundhog's Day. Now, this may not be a well-known celebration around the globe. Here in the U.S., it's kind of a big thing. Eh, big thing being a relative term. It's a well-known day, right? When a little furry rodent comes out of a hole and whether he sees a shadow or not is a determination of how much longer winter is going to last. So it's a classic, well-known day specifically around weather. I mean, that's really what it's about. Now, there's no scientific basis in anything, any of the various groundhogs all over the country here that all have different names and different origins, but they all do the same thing. They come out of a hole. Or out of their cage or little box, because most of these guys don't exactly live in the wild. And they tell us whether there's going to be more winter or not. Now, that said, there's also been a well-known movie about it. And that's probably more about why Groundhog Day is well-known. And I, I forgot about that. I was actually on a podcast that was about that movie, right? Starred Bill Murray. And it was about living the same day over and over and over and over and over at nauseam again. And what he went through with that. Now, I don't know why that has to do specifically with Groundhog Day, other than he was a meteorologist in the movie, or I should say an on-air meteorologist in the movie. I don't really think they portrayed him as somebody with deep scientific knowledge. So we got that. We got that in the bag. But I didn't really want to talk about it again, because I've talked about Groundhog Day before. And that, to me, it's still not really a holiday, right? We don't You don't take the day off. It's not a real celebration of anything. It's just kind of acknowledgement of, like I said, a rodent coming out of the, out of the ground. It's telling you whether he saw a shadow or not, right? Wow. Very exciting. So I started looking around and I wasn't finding much. And this is what happens when an episode doesn't go the way I want it. And 
This has happened many times as an example. You start to pivot, right? That's what we do in life. It's what I do with the episodes that I start in some place. And every now and then you'll hear me mention that. Like I started down this angle and I didn't find this, but here's what I found instead. And so I started with it. Pivot number one, of course, was other days besides the obvious Groundhog Day that came up on Google. And I came up with a site that listed some, I mean, again, things that people do to drive traffic to their website. So it, it was like a date and time kind of thing, not the well-known date and time one, but some secondary one. And so they took all these categories and created categories, right, of, of days that might be related, whether some of them I, I, I didn't get, but like... Umbrella Day was there, yeah. Windmill Day, and even Skyworn Recognition Day. And for those who don't know what Skyworn is, I'm not going to bother you with it. But for those that do, we'll get a kick out of the fact that there is a Skyworn Recognition Day. And of course, it had Groundhog's Day listed and National Weather Person's Day listed. It had some others like Tsunami Day that I don't know what has to do with weather and climate, but it was there. So pivot number one was unsuccessful. Like I said, didn't want to focus on Groundhog Day. Other days did not come readily to light. So pivot two was more, maybe it was less about a specific definition, but days that maybe capture the idea, right? So here in the States, again, we have these two holidays, Memorial Day and Labor Day, and they're considered the bounds of summer. As the saying goes here, it's when you're allowed to wear white pants and you should never wear them outside. That's the summer days, right? Those are the summer days. Now, they're fairly close to both my definition of, of summer, right, of, of the months that, that fall in the summer category, and they're also fairly close to astronomical summer, right? So it, it does kind of capture the same idea, but I, they're really not around weather. And there have been days in the past, and if you go to different cultures, particularly go into old times. And you could even look at Thanksgiving here in the U.S. To some extent, it's a celebration of the harvest. And there are a variety of harvest days around the globe that mark the end of the growing season, which is somewhat weather-related. But you don't usually find write-ups that specifically go with that angle. They may mention it, but they don't get hung up on it if you will, or they've tried that maybe because they found that angle boring, which is kind of what I was finding is everything I found. It was like, eh, eh, okay, we could go with that angle, but, uh, in any case, what it all pointed to me was again, the weather kind of holiday angle. Cause you know, sometimes when I get into these topics, it's somebody's really taken some time and, or a few people have taken some time to really talk about the weather element. This was not one of them again. Then you go to another pivot, and it's something we've already talked about before, which is the whole idea, particularly this time of year, about the challenge of a holiday, right, that falls in the winter time, and why people may not enjoy it because of seasonal disorders, right? We where we talk about being more depressed in the wintertime, or as I've talked about in the past episode, it sometimes happens to people in summer. So those holidays that you think of being so cheery aren't necessarily cheery for people. So why is this not a legitimate topic? Well, the idea is kind of interesting, but we've covered it, right? So here we are. I've got all these pivots still not working. So I thought, okay, it's Valentine's Day weekend. And while Valentine's Day, I don't necessarily think of directly with weather, right? I thought weather and love or something like that. And again, 
there was nothing there. And this is, it actually kind of brought out some of that mood stuff about why Valentine's Day isn't necessarily liked by everyone. And I was like, okay, so where are we? Where are we at? We, we've, I've pivoted and I pivoted and I pivoted. And I'm either finding stuff that we've covered at least in enough depth before, or I don't want to make a whole episode about that right now because I really need to put more research into it. And that's true of all these episodes, right? I have a list. I have a list in my little to-do list thing of topics that I think would be good that either you've told me about. I'm thinking about one even right now as I was doing about this because some smells just came my way as somebody asked about the smell of weather, right? And that aspect, and it's right there on the to-do list, and I need to do it, and I need to, but I want to spend some time and do it right. And sometimes I have more time to think about those and less, and sometimes I like to mull those episodes over and think about it from different perspectives. So some things an episode can take, be a year in the making, if you will, right? Because I want to think about it, rehash it in my mind, and think, is that really the best way to present it? Because it might be a topic a little more nuanced, a little more delicate, and then some of them are really off the cuff. And I've, I've done a few of those lately, like where I did the color episodes that had some purpose, but then I did an alternate color episode because it was just something that kind of came out of the first one. And this was going to be one along those lines. It wasn't that I hadn't thought about it, but I hadn't really dug into it well in advance. And so when I got here and I got to the end, I'm like, well, I could put something else off the list, but eh, I want to get an episode out and I want it to be fun and enjoyable and and a learning experience for us all, but sometimes it's just not there. It just doesn't happen. But here we were, Valentine's Day weekend, all that love in the air kind of thing. And I was like, okay, well, Valentine's Day. And it got into the whole idea of holidays to begin with. And you heard me mention a few of them at the top of the episode, right? Chinese New Year, Valentine's Day, President's Day, National Weather Person's Day. And you, th- you start thinking about the origins of holidays. And there are some that are very obvious. It could be a religious holiday. Okay. Something like Easter is a classic example of that. Or something that is even more religious, because Easter has become what I would call a, a slightly different sort of holiday, but maybe Good Friday. Easter and Christmas are very well known as religious holidays, but they've become more secular, right? They're, they're celebrated by an audience that's much bigger than the people who have the religious connotation that goes with it. But those sort of things make up the holiday bucket, if you will. You also have, whether it's a Chinese New Year, which is an astronomical, and we do, like the start of summer, last day of fall, all those sort of things fall into something that, again, has taken something from the natural world, if you will, and brought it into a celebration. Then you have more that are true, just, I don't know, holidays that we've decided for a celebration of some other purpose. Independence Day, most countries have one right, of some kind, or something that is a national holiday that recognizes the formation of a country. And it can be something like that. But sometimes we also get them with um, the other one I brought up, President's Day. Now, this was kind of interesting. I always thought President's Day was a lumping of of multiple presidents here in the U.S. because there's a few well-known presidents in the past that have birthdays close to each other. But it technically is a representation of our first president, George Washington's birthday. Now, a lot of people kind of lump Lincoln in with it, but there was a big debate about this, actually, when holidays here in the U.S. went to mostly Monday holidays to create longer weekends, Independence Day being an exception on that front. 
But there was a big debate about whether to make it a celebration of both presidents. And technically, it's not, even though a lot of advertisers and marketing has spun that holiday and made it different to where it is. It's a recognition of, of multiple presidents. But I found it interesting that, yeah, it, it still really is just about George Washington. So you have all those things, right? And so holidays tend to take on these shapes and forms that are from a different origin, right? Christmas has become something much bigger than what it was, right? But most celebrations do that way. But what's interesting in particular is sometimes you do kind of a pivot on the pivot. And that's where I found this interesting is Valentine's Day was born out of something that was a pagan holiday. I'm going to mess this up. Lupercalia is how I, I pronounce it. But there was an actual holiday in ancient Rome celebrated between the 13th and 15th of Rome that was about spring. And you got to keep in mind when we think of spring, it depends where you are you know, around the globe as to when spring starts. But if you look at, for instance, the climate in the Rome area or in southern Italy, you will notice that we're now in the phase where spring really starts, that we've, we've made it through the dip in theory. So it was a kickoff of spring. So it really was kind of had a weather connection, if you will. Now, that aside, it then became about fertility and other things. And I'm not going to get into all that here, but if you want to read about it, I'll put a link in the show notes that really gets into all the debauchery that came with that whole holiday because it really focuses on the fertility thing. I think my impression is it probably started more as a fertility of the land, if you will, hence the spring connection, but it became much more than that. <laughs> and that's probably actually where the Valentine's Day component came from because here was the church in the early centuries, right, trying to take what was a well-recognized holiday in the region, but they didn't want that to exist per se. And so they put a St. Valentine around it, made it a religious thing, cleaned it up, right? That's what they would, would have been trying to do, make it a little more family-friendly. And so it became a religious holiday. But now we don't think of it at all as being religious. I don't think anybody does. Do you think of that as being a religious holiday? I think most of the world would not, even in places where it probably originally was. It's about love and Cupid and all those things. But at its origins, at its origins, it actually was about kicking off spring. So it does have a weather tie to it in the end, but realistically, not much. So there's an example of when an episode doesn't come together, that there's still something to learn. I mean, that, that's the fun part about what I enjoy about this process is I almost always walk away with something more than I had. A lot of times I go in an episode with a lot of knowledge about a topic and a lot of understanding, but it's in preparing the episode that I usually learn so much more, right? As an example... There is a group, it's a Canadian company. I think it was called Weather Holidays, right? Weather Holidays. I, of course, that would have come up in the search. And they do severe storm chasing holidays from Canada down into the U.S. Kind of an interesting side note. I don't know. 
you know, all sorts of things you run across when you're doing these things. That's what's interesting. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. It is Valentine's weekend. Hopefully you're spending your time with someone you love, someone you care about, or passing some love on in some way that you can, because it's, it's, it can be a difficult time of year for many people that have lost loved ones or that don't find romantic holidays very romantic. So share a little love. Be kind. And, and remember, Valentine's Day was actually about secret love. It wasn't, and I don't know, when I grew up in school, we used to give each other Valentine's Day. You had to kind of, everybody gave all the other people. But, you know, there was always one or two special ones where you were sneaking a little Valentine thing into somebody that you thought they were cute or whatever it was. Ah, the, how the world has moved on. I'm sure there's some app for that in this day and age. All right. Let me know if you have any thoughts about weather-related holidays. If you if there's something I missed, hey, always send it to me because I like to learn about things I can do in the future where it would get it right because I still think it's an interesting topic. Just didn't find anything interesting to talk about. You can reach me. What is about the weather at gmail.com. What is about the weather on Twitter. Mark underscore Jelinek on Twitter as well. Of course, you can find us on Patreon. What is it about the weather? No, what is it? Patreon.com slash weather. You can find us on YouTube. What, what did I say it was last week? YouTube.com slash C slash what is it about the weather? All those places. But as you walk away from this episode, hopefully you also walk away with the knowledge that, you know, whether it's a busted episode or whether it's changing seasons or whether you're in the middle of winter snow, snowstorm or whatever, you're still looking at ways and thinking about ways in which weather can actually define a holiday that becomes religious, that then becomes secular. And it's just a reminder that there's much more to weather than the weather itself.